So fucking what? Consider your life. Amen to that. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, The Arnie State Show. I hope you're doing good on this wonderful, 
cloudy, shitty, rainy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. I had to wake up last night at midnight just to make sure the satellite pictures looked okay to where it wasn't going to be raining and hailing to where I'd have to move the truck into the garage and have to sit in the truck because the garage won't close because they built a stupid sidewalk in our garage to where it won't let the truck pull all the way up and we miss it by about two inches. I woke up, checked the weather. It wasn't even doing much, so I said, to hell with it. Went back to sleep. Goddamn hail storms. They go on the news yesterday trying to talk about what hail is. Hail's a pain in the ass. That's what hail is. That's all you need to know. It's frozen water, dummies. God almighty, I swear. The way they explain things on the TV, well, hail is the result of this. It's water that's frozen in the clouds, and it comes shooting to earth looking to kill human beings. Once again, proving nature is not your friend. It's t-shirt time? Yeah. 1210 is t-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 1210. It's t-shirt time. Yeah, today's a good one too, boy. I got to tell you. It's t-shirt time. Everybody knows it's t-shirt time. I've never seen this one before. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up. You shut up. I'm just trying to let everybody shut know up. they put their t-shirts on. Put their damn t-shirt on today. In the same movie poster as Al Pacino in Scarface, I have a picture of the greatest tag team to ever wrestle, the Steiner Brothers. Oh, this, this, this is a butte. This one right here is a butte. Um, so there you go. Uh... All right. Should we should we start? Yeah, we got to start. We got a lot to get to today. We got listener mail today. Lots of great listener mail today. Uh, but let's say some good mornings first. Well, man, and you guys are here in 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 effect today. Uh, first one here. First one here. Oh, I love trash. Trash Panda says good morning, fam. Four horsemen to start today. Woo! Yeah, that's what I figured. I had something else planned, but I, I said, you know what? We need to go with the four horsemen today. Oh, my Whoa. stars! The one and only bratty kid is in the house. I will stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. Oh, I, I know you will. I, I, look, look, I fear you. You have a great day. Please do not do that. I mean, my gosh. The other bottom line is I am the current bull of the woods. You are. You, will. you are. And that makes me... The baddest of them all. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Totally. Totally agree with that, Braddy Kid. You have a great day. House of Pain says happy. Pump day. As Family Swoosh is happy. Pump day. As Family Derek. Becca. Becca. Says good morning, As Family. Boom. Just like that, it is. Pump day. Man, oh man. The Notorious Rev says good morning and happy fucking. Pump day. Uh, Day Arn, uh, V Coop in the house. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Will I choke, hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about them Golden Knights with that ass whooping last night? I tell you what, I, I, I went to sleep at 7 30 last night. I didn't even watch the Rangers lose. That's right, the Rangers lost again. Four in a row. It's awesome. <laughs> no, that's three in a row. I'm sorry. Four out of the last five. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Way to go, guys. Way to get my hopes up and then kick me in the nuts. 
You jackholes. Well, Lordy frickin' God. Straight fire in the house is all shit ass hump day, y'all. It's really happening. Yes, yes, it is really happening. to you. I hope that you are doing very, very well this morning. She says, good morning on my way to the great state of... Welcome. We will gladly brush off all those oaky cooties from you. Play it loud and proud there in the boomer state. I haven't heard this in a while, so we're going to let it play. Welcome to the great state. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. Ah, good morning, Cowboys girl. She says, good morning, ass family. Happy. Pump day. Uh, Sanchez family says, ahoy. There you go, Sanchez family. Uh, Chaz man. It's Enrico Palazzo. Says happy Pump day. Ask family words of wisdom for today. Fuck, I got nothing. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Well, you too, my friend. I hope you have a great day today. Uh, Straight Fire says, big deal. Did he fuck a cow? No, no, he didn't. If you don't chew big red, then f*** you. Battleborn in Nebraska says happy. Pump day. Ask family the good Darren in the house. Please be a fart. Uh, good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Let's get this day started off right. Uh, eat beef, Sanchez family. Bevorn, are the Golden Knights getting invited to the White House for spaghetti supper? Probably. Uh, stink fist in the house. He says, good morning, ass. I don't want to be boring everyone with my A's updates, but God damn it, they keep winning. That's seven in a row. Shit, they're going to catch us. Damn A's. Was was last night the big sit-in night where they where they jam-packed the Coliseum and didn't cheer because they want the team sold? Crazy. Crazy, I tell you. And Ryan says, I hate having to decide if I need to pull the car in because of hail. Oh, it's horrible. Hail is the Islam of weather. It really, truly, truly is. Hey! Konnichiwa, bud! What's up? Good morning, Ashley IG. Domo, arigato! Brown here? We speak American, okay, but uh, good morning, Asne. IG Japanese word of the day is futanari. Translation: chicks with dicks or lady boys. So the Japanese term for Miss Key. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance Oakland will probably cost the Rangers a playoff spot at the end of the year, allowing the cheating Astros into the playoffs. Don't say that. Now, come on, don't say that. That's just mean spirited, right there. 
Hale is the Amy Schumer and Nancy Pelosi of weather. Oh, man, you threw in a Nancy Pelosi. You're testing me out this morning, aren't you? Um, well, it's not on that one. Is it on this one? Yeah, it's there it is. When the last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook. All righty, all righty. Uh, let's see. Fred says, good morning, all. I had chili cheese dogs last night so I can torture my co-workers on my final day of this shit show. Indeed. Timmy and Nicole. Say happy ass family. You're out in the house. He's fantastic. Oh, stop it. Just a great guy and really uh, very, very knowledgeable. He has a tremendous memory Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed being with him. Yeah. Uh, Good morning, ass. Been riding around with this Elvis for over a month now, and finally now uh, some noticed. Guy at the gas station, is that a cardboard Elvis in the back of your car? Why, yes, it is. Long pause. I've seen worse. That's fantastic. That is so good. Uh, Gold says, happy. Pump day. Asshole. Stinkfist, 27,000 in attendance last night. (laughs) It was like a World Series game. Surprisingly loud during the game. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say, LOL. You're fucking awesome. That's uh, notorious saying that about you. You're out. Now, got a lot to get to today. Like I said, we got listener mail. Oh, let's talk about what happened yesterday, shall we? I, I mean, ah. Ogre, buenos dias, amigo. He says, time to boycott that gas station for crass disrespect comments like that. Yesterday. Former President of the United States of America, Donald Trump, was indicted on 37 charges, including uh, espionage, to name a few, over the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago. As I've told you, the way this has been broken down was these were declassified by the President himself, taken by the President. When found out what documents were taken, the current administration went to the National Archives, asked that those uh, get reclassified, and did so, and then said, we need those back. And Donald Trump was like, well, I declassified them. Well, we reclassified them. We want them back. You can't have them back. We want them back. They raided. They got them back. Now, the interesting part about this was that there were people out there waving their Trump flags, you know, blowing their Trump horns, doing all their stuff. Trump sat quietly for 48 minutes while the uh, charges were read to him. His attorney uh, pled not guilty to all those charges. Now, this, this other guy who's in there with him, his, his aide, his, his, his personal, I, I, they called him a valet. I didn't know that the president had a valet. Like Virgil to the Million Dollar Man? That's what I know valets as. I only know valets in wrestling terms. Like, usually it's a chick. But Trump had a dude that's supposed to be his he's been He's been charged as well. His lawyer is not uh, licensed to practice in Florida yet. He will enter plea when his lawyer is able to do so. Yeah, I mean, that is the big thing, Ogre, is that Trump kept his mouth shut that long. 48 minutes, he didn't say anything. 
Uh, he was very quiet. Uh, he behaved himself. All this kind of stuff. All these charges were read. And now, of course, afterwards he went out talking about the witch hunt against him. He had a, uh, he had, he, he had, he had a thing last night uh, to where he was, uh, he was speaking kind of, it, it was kind of a, a campaign stop just for him. started uh, and, making public remarks. Um, he was going to make remarks at this thing. And this is Rachel Maddow. I, I find this to be so funny. And so what our media is today because they don't understand we're not stupid. Here's Rachel Maddow covering this for MSNBC. As he did on the evening of his first arraignment on criminal charges, that was April, when he was booked on 34 felony counts brought by the state of New York. Now tonight, after his arraignment on federal felony charges, he's speaking again, this time to an audience of his supporters that's gathered for a, a campaign fundraiser tonight at his, his golf club and summer home in New Jersey. Um, we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, as we have said before in these Listen. circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. Really? We are here to bring you the news. It oh. hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. And I do not say this with any glee. I hope it is clear that this is not a glib decision. Interesting. Coming from the same woman. The virus stops with every vaccinated person. Hmm. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. If we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. And I do not say this with any glee. I hope it is clear that this is not a. I saw that this morning, and I I I I rushed to my sound effect machine just so I could find the Rachel Maddow talking about the COVID vaccine, saying that we don't broadcast things that we think are going to be untrue in the future, and all this kind of stuff. They all knew when she made those remarks. We all knew that the vaccine did not stop the spread of this. Yet. She went on to say, the virus stops. There you go. Um, let's see. Uh, which one, uh, Sanchez, Ms. Biden, Amy Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, or the speaking woman who will not be stated? Uh, Dyke Cunt. <laughs> the media is shit without Trump in the news. Morris Day had a valet, Jerome. That is very true. That now, now, but 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 see, but Jerome handled everything for him. Jerome was his right hand man. I I do like that. Uh, thank you there, Morris fucking yes, the Morris fucking day. Uh, oh, I'm going to hell. There goes my online ornament. Hit her with the rock. Shut up, bitch. She plays less than the day. I I mean, she really does. The 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 entire idea. So shut up, bitch. Of her being a a, a, a a broadcast journalist reporting the truth 
would be like me being a dietitian. Jerome was hot, just saying. Well, thank you. I appreciate that you're out. <laughs> to come out and, 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 and look, look. <sighs> this case is what could set off a historic amount of violence in this country. And I'm not calling for that. I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm saying it could. Due to the fact that Americans will see, because there will be enough people out there, and it will have to be read on some sort of mainstream media, what about Hillary Clinton? What about Joe Biden? What is being done? Because I, I, I have to say that it's been six years, at least seven years, Seven years since the Hillary Clinton thing? Seven years that they investigated Russian collusion. They did all this stuff, but nothing was ever done about her emails that contained sensitive documents because at one time she was Secretary of State. And all vanished. Poof. Oh, it, it, and, and by the way, do you think we're that dumb? Do you really think that we're that dumb? We know that once something has been on a computer, it is not gone forever. They can find this shit. It is out there. There's there's a scene in the movie um, Aloha. If you've never seen this movie, it's not a very good movie. It's a good movie to fall asleep to if you got it on in the background. It's got Dead Lay Emma Stone in there, and it's got Bradley Cooper and John Krasinski and Rachel McAdams. Pretty funny movie about... It, it, people flying into space and all this kind of stuff, but they want to sabotage this this here satellite, so he sends up a file of every recorded sound in mankind. Well, I thought they've deleted some sounds. Well, that's weird. You're going to tell me that these 20,000 emails are gone? Poof. Uh, oh, no, seriously, Arnie, I got an online or... or Ornament. So I turned it into uh, officiating weddings and funerals for folks who couldn't get a minister for any reason. Smartest thing I've done is insist on meeting to screen folks. I've done gay and trans weddings and funerals, but it depends on the people and how they my vibe. Well, that's good. I that's fantastic. You found an, a niche for yourself. The lame excuse for Hillary now is that it was a long time ago. She was cleared, and that was because there was no evidence. Never mind she destroyed hardware to have physical proof. But couldn't we say the same about Trump? This is all old stuff. Come on. What about the whistleblower having 17 recordings with Hunter and Joe taking payments from Ukraine? Oh, Sanchez family, we're about to get that. The Bursama audio tapes. This is going to get bad. This is going to get really, really bad. Democrats want bigger federal employment and power. FBI is a federal agency. Ever wonder why they tend to lean left? No shit. The, you can look at the FBI as, as the welfare of the government, if you will. And why does the FBI do that? Because the Democrats fund them. So why do welfare people vote Democrat? Because the Democrats fund them. Now, hey. 
if you don't like it, then go out and vote and change it. I vote on it every single time I'm called to do my civic duty. There's nothing I can do about it. There is nothing I can do about the Democrats giving money to welfare, giving money to the FBI, except go out and vote. And I think there are a lot of Americans who are finally realizing there's nothing that we can do about it. We'll try to go out and vote, but that was taken away from us in the last election. So now what are we supposed to do? That's when you start to get all the scary answers. Anyone that would testify versus Hillary wind up suiciding themselves. We'll see. Uh, We will definitely see about that. I'm glad I got to play that Rachel Mad Cow thing because what a fucking... That's our media today. Not just because she's on MSNBC, but yesterday watching the coverage of this, not only turned it on for a little bit because they didn't have cameras in the courtroom, uh, and they won't because it's a federal case. So they aren't going to have cameras in the courtroom, which I wish they would. I wish they would so so I can see Trump's lawyers just eviscerate these government lawyers. Because I think that's what's going to happen. Do I think he's going to get a fair trial? Uh, he's in Florida. He's got a 50-50 chance. Oh, I, I think he's completely innocent of everything. And this is not me being a Trump supporter. Look, look. My candidate for president in 2024 is not going to be one who's talking about a witch hunt against him. My presidential candidate will be the one who is campaigning on the fact of what he is going to do to bring America back. I can't make that more clear. I like Donald Trump, I voted for him twice. I would vote for him a third time if he drops this witch hunt thing that he's running on. And that's me personally. That's just me. Now, he could completely eviscerate every Republican who's running for president in the primaries, and he could get the nod. And then I would be forced for for Biden versus Trump again. Well, that's an easy choice. I'm going to vote Trump again, obviously. But I will tell you, whoever my number my number one candidate, because nobody on the Democrat side is going to happen. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You want to call me conservative? Okay, that's fine. Whatever you want. The Democrats are a bunch of idiots. They're not even going to allow Democrats to debate with the president. Well, well, that right there is is just killing the whole idea of politics in America. But okay, you just keep your old frail man in there. Oh, and by the way, a new poll has been released. This poll should send you into a shock scenario here. Um, Most Democrats, 8 out of 10 Democrats, are very comfortable with Vice President Kamala Harris becoming commander-in-chief if something happens to Joe. So when we talk about equality, well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. Huh? So equity, as a concept, says, recognize... You better. ...that everyone has the same capacity 
But in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, what we must pay attention oh. to this issue of equity if we are to expect and allow people to compete on equal footing. Elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. You're literally too stupid to insult. That was the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. Of course, they're okay with the uh, diversity hire. Prediction Trump will hear all this advice to change his campaign strategy. Trance will therefore campaign on his ego, which hunts. Uh, me, 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 how you white disaffected people are the same, no real answers, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. Kamala has to be drunk most of the time. I ran a poll that resulted in eight out of tens being in a loony bin. Della Reese, Bill Cosby, and a retarded clump of turnips merged to become Kamala. Uh, word salad, bitch is a retard. I, I, I would have to say that she has pretty much. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid, Kamala, that you, you, you did do that. I mean, you are pretty much an idiot. Elections matter. Blazzle dizzle. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. Now, getting to the Bursa or Bur Burisma. Um, well, General Chuck Gasly of Iowa made a stunning claim Monday that an executive from Bursma who allegedly paid $5 million in Biden, uh, bribery money to the Biden family has recordings which the family calls an insurance policy. Oof. Yikes. Um, wow. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa said Monday that the executive who allegedly paid Biden uh, kept recordings of conversations with him, cited the FBI FD 1023 form that the borough briefed congressional lawmakers on. He revealed to the Senate floor Monday that it was said that it, to be redacted reference to the FBI-generated form alleging criminal bribery scheme between then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national that involved influence over U.S. policy decisions. Well, in the immortal words of Straight Fire... Well, Lottie frickin' die! And you know what that means, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? It is that time yet again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... <laughs> It's time to play shit or get off the pot. This is a fun weekly game show that we like to play here on Ass Radio that seems to either shit or get off the pot. Are you going to charge the man or are you not? I mean, stop the music. I swear to God. I, I, I mean, the more evidence comes out. I can't wait until there's pictures of Joe Biden allowing, or Joe and Hunter, they're both getting their buttholes licked by the, the mayor of Moscow, Russia's wife. 
and there's $100 bills surrounding them. And then we have a videotape of Joe Biden saying, look, I will do this for $5 million. I will sell U.S. secrets for $5 million to you. Short of that, we, we don't, there's enough evidence, but we need some more real damning evidence. Believe me, I think there's enough evidence to go ahead and, and go through the articles of impeachment and get this traitor out of our country, but that's just me. We need Joe Biden to admit this on national television before anybody does anything. And by then, but you know what? I bet you they don't. I bet you they don't. Joe Biden could come on and go, my fellow Canadians. Um, what you've been hearing is the truth is that, yes, I was part of big bribery scandal. No, I'm not going to make any excuses. I wanted the money. By the way, my son is a drug-using fuckface. And I'm telling you right now, he could come out and it could be broadcast on every network in America, and they still ain't going to do shit. Don't forget 10% for the big guy. Oh, yeah, I I was the big guy. I got 10% of it all. And we're going to get news shows like The View that comes out and go, well, he wasn't, that wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, he sold some secrets to other countries, and it's a treasonous thing, but we like Joe. Joe doesn't tweet mean things. Joe says that the LGBTQ community is the bravest people he's ever encountered. We got to keep him in office. He's our kind of president. He's a friendly, loving president. Look at what he does with small children and how he loves on them. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Short of a video with Joe Biden hanging out with Donald Trump, will anything ever happen to Joe Biden? Oh, I've gotten there, people. (laughs) I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of seeing the news stories. I'm so sick of seeing more evidence upon more evidence when there's less evidence against somebody who's being prosecuted now for the second time in a year. Why have no charges been brought up on Joe Biden? They found those papers two weeks after him. Let's get some charges rolling, huh? Fuck all those weak-ass bitches in the military, apparently. I mean, mean, look, look. Joe Biden could care less about our military. He proved that. He proved that the moment he looked at his watch when they were unloading 13 dead bodies that were his fault. Remember the same party that wants Trump, wants uh, perceived technicalities, will also vindicate Biden on technicalities. They also have judges and DAs who let out rapists and murderers and technicalities and look the other way. Oh, you're absolutely right. Our system is fucking broken. Can it be fixed? I don't know. I do a podcast in Rockwall, Texas. That's a hard question. Can our system be fixed? 
My my easiest solution is not in my lifetime. The system is corrupt. I'm not saying not to go out and vote. I'm, I, what I'm telling you is don't go out and commit crimes. And don't be and and whatever you do, don't be accused of a crime, because you could be a hundred miles away and you're still going to get convicted if you're the right color, honky. If it fits the narrative, because Ogre's absolutely right. We have people who assault police officers, which I think is a fucking horrible crime. And they're out of jail within 24 hours, and then they go in Harlem and shoot up a tobacco store, killing two people. Why wouldn't that guy in jail longer than 24 hours for assaulting a police officer? Oh, that's right, because you have a shitty DA there that doesn't give a fuck. Do you know why New York City... Hold on a second here. New York City! Their tourism numbers are way down because the city's become too violent. People don't want to go to Chicago anymore because they're going to be accosted. So guess what's going to happen? These cities are going to get torn down and be brought back to the 70s level that they were. Georgia indictment is next. Another 10 felonies. Uh, I'm a straight white man. In seven years, being one uh, or three of those will be a crime. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The people that are protected in this country right now, it, it amazes me, first of all, that there are people that are protected in this country. I thought all men were created equally, meaning we don't need extra protection. Well, the minorities, no, 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 no. See, if they want to be treated equally, this is minorities, this is their words, they want to be treated equally, they want to be treated the same, then we treat everybody equally. We don't say, oh, because there's a lower number of them, we've got to look the other way. You see, that's not right if you want to be equal. I'm not sure what a lot of people's thoughts of the word equality actually mean. Uh, Just passed OK Tourism billboard that said the stars at night are big and bright. (laughs) Texas gets jealous. I think Oklahoma just shit-talked Texas on a billboard. Well, I'll be throwing fecal matter at that. Uh, The only way you can get genuine blind justice is surrender the legal system to non-tampered AI. No chance for human drive, corruption, greed, and emotion. Somehow I doubt that will happen anytime soon. America go through another civil upheaval, war, bloodshed, etc. For a new system, it would be inevitably corrupt and fucked. Oh, you're absolutely correct. Because, see, if we can't agree on that, then it tickles down, trickles down. And now we're in the middle of a huge fight of, of taking care of wonderful, wonderful, the, 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 these, these courageous homeless people. That's right, I said it. I'm changing my tune. I think all homeless people are courageous. San Diego homeless woman says they're spoiled with free stuff, including phones. Ah. Usually we're low income. When you're low income, you get free phones, free food, free clothing. There's so many resources that are just given and given and given to us. I think we're spoiled, to be honest with you. My sister's like, where do I sign up? Yes, yes, where do I sign up to become homeless? 
Right here in the heroin line. This is where you can sign up. Uh, Rise, all Texas has to do is have a billboard that says, we're not Oklahoma. Enough said, y'all. Oh, yeah, easily. I think that when you exit Texas, they should have a big billboard up that says, welcome to your funeral. Arised, you going to tell the truth here? Do you know what sits two and a half miles into the wonderful state of Oklahoma if you're traveling up? I believe it's 75 north. If you're taking 75 up, now it might be, it's either 75 or 35, but you're going up north and you take that and you see this wonderful welcome to Oklahoma sign and then the next sign you see is do not pick up hitchhikers for the next two and a half miles due to a federal penitentiary being right there. That's right. Welcome to Oklahoma, home of prisons. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things. I believe that is in Durant, Oklahoma. It takes guts to be homeless, or at least the ability to empty your guts on the sidewalk. Judges, teachers, news, etc. We're all supposed to be neutral or non-political. Justice is supposed to be blind, facts only. When that changed, this country started to fail. Swoosh, you are so very correct, my friend. So very correct on that. And a giant casino. Very, very true. Very true. Um, so, yes, it, it, it takes courage. It takes, it, it takes gumption to be a homeless person, to get free stuff, and just to live and poop anywhere you want. Where do I sign up? Uh, I, I think that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a news story. Where do I sign up to be homeless? Jesus Christ. All right. Before we get to the really, really bad story of the day, and I, it, this story upset me so much. Uh, uh, we know that Alicia, who's on vacation in Mexico, she's flying to Mexico today. Ask family member Alicia. I had to send her this, this story after this one I'm about to do. Um, but it, it, just wait. You're, you're not going to be surprised. <clears throat> but before that, we have a new group of people that we need to be worried about. These people have uh, co-opted and they've taken over Antifa. They are now wanting to be known as Trans-Tifa. I'm not making that up, I promise you. While Antifa is far left and anti-fascist militant movement associated with black clothing, face masks, and violent protests, the new term... Trantifa has been coined on social media to highlight the strong transgender presence with the uh, anarchist outfit. Far-left transgender activists willing to intimidate, harass, and even use violence to advance their radical new ideas about gender. Experts warn of increasing trend of extremism and violence from these people. Well... I didn't have to search long for this. This was at the end of Rocky Three, and this is how I feel. Want to ring the bell? 
Ding, ding. Let's go. Come on. Bring it, don't sing it. I, 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 I got all this shit for you. You fucking bastards. You really want this? Don't sing it. Bring it. Drop that zero and get with the hero. Come on. Come on. Come on, Fred. Come on. Transquifa. What does Transtifa sissy slap you into compliance? Well, at least it was good knowing you. I'm sure you made some drug lord make a good wife. If their standard thugs look anything like Dylan Mulvaney, then they should be a fun thing to watch. Um, let, 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 let me just say this right now. This is why I'm saying bring it. Oh, come on. Come on, Cletus. Come on, Cletus, bring it. The immortal words of Grandma Clump. Come on, Cletus. Really. The people that don't know what bathrooms to use are going to get tough. <laughs> you, you know, back, you know, back when, when, when you wouldn't hurt these kind of people because you felt bad for them, you felt sorry for them. Feeling froggy, then jump. Amen, swoosh. I, I, I'm sorry, Fred, Fred, I was not meaning you there. I misquoted the movie. I, I was talking about Fred the dog in, in, in uh, Smokey and the Bandit there. Come on, Fred. I'm just saying, bring it on. Let's go. Let's get it on. But see, we used to feel bad for these people. Like, we wouldn't mess with them. You keep pushing. You keep poking. What did I say? What did I say three and a half years ago? Or three years ago? Don't wake this side up. Don't do it. Because you wake this side up, and you're going to challenge them, and you're going to fuck with them, and then you're going to fuck around and find out. Now, if you want to look at business as a fist fight, I would say that the right side kicked the shit out of Bud Light. And then the right side, and I'm not saying right being correct, I mean right being on the opposition of left, the right kicked the dog shit out of Target. That was financially. We're actually physically a lot more dominant. What do you think is going to happen? Hold on to your ass, Fred. Uh, if you listen to Hanging Tough and feel like you're a badass now, you find yourself unconscious in a fight quickly. Arnie, don't forget that promo with Dusty Rhodes, the big show and the poking the bell. Oh, yeah. Look, look, look. You want to you keep doing it? That's fine. You're finding out. See, you keep fucking around, and you keep finding out. And then you cry about it. You cry about it. Oh, well, you get so mad over one person's picture on a beer can. Well, you did the exact same thing. So what are we supposed to do? Just sit down and comply? Sit down and take it? No. You are not going to tell me that a man can become a woman. Because he can't. Even the fine folks at John Hopkins have lost all credibility in my eyes. Johns Hopkins is one of the 
most trusted medical schools, hospitals, learning facilities when it comes to medicine, but they have lost all credibility this morning due to the fact that they have defined what a woman is. They defined a woman as a non-man. John Hopkins is fueled outrage for calling lesbians non-men in its updated online glossary of alphabet mafia terms, prompting it to remove the page from the website. Prominent figures, including J.K. Rowling and others, ripped the college for the entry, accusing the well-known medical research school of erasing women with the new definition. Now, I'm asking a question here. Oh, here it is. I'm going to click on this next. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask a question here. Um, I don't think I've asked this one yet. What's the problem? I, I, I know that I've asked everybody to define what a woman is, and, and we have all come up with the agreement that a woman is a human being that is born with baby-making parts. She has all the right parts, but she's born with all the parts to have a baby. Now, those parts, they might not work, but you got to take that one back to the factory then. Sorry. So my question is this. Why are they not defining what a woman is? Why are they so afraid to say what a woman is? And by the way, just wondering, what's a man? I have yet to ask that question, but what, what's a man? Is that a question I shouldn't ask? I, I, I'm, just being, I, I'm just trying to be friendly here. Because we, 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 we can't ask the question, well, what's a woman? Because that's wrong. That, 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 that's a violent question, according to the alphabet mob. No, no, I'm being totally serious. If I were to say, what is a woman? They would say, that's a violent question. I've never heard a violent question before. I don't know how questions can be violent. Uh, let's see. Uh, Arnie, you should find the clip of Alvin Mack in the program. Let's open up a can of whoop-ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Oh, okay. I, I love that movie. I saw that movie in the theater when it still had the scene where they laid down in the street. That's a great movie. Uh, there was a story, not sure if you covered it, where a liberal woman on TikTok was complaining about how she can't find a man who's manly. Yeah, I did. She can't find any, any liberal men. I thought it was fucking funny as hell. She's upset about the beta males, but what they did to men. A new job at a place making uh, parole joints a couple weeks ago. One dude kept trying to cap on me to self-promote because I'm slower at some task. I pulled him aside and break and said, unless you're making me laugh at myself, which he wasn't, you're poking a bear half your size who's going to teach you a lesson that will make you regret opening your mouth. Absolutely. A woman is a human uh, born with XX genes and the ability to reproduce naturally. Thank you, White Panda. I appreciate that. That's a great definition. But hold on a second here. Let, 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 let's get this out here. Totally serious. White Panda, congratulations for having the testicular fortitude to actually answer that question. Cowboys Girl says a woman, dishwasher, sandwich maker, maid. Okay. Uh, so she's going to get fired from mouthing off the security. I stuck up for him. Whammo. No more beer poking. Yeah. 
Won't they just say a man is not a woman? Pretty much. Can I stab you? Is that a violent question? No, it's a question because the actual violence, violence is a verb. I know that people don't think about words as much as I think about words, but violence is an actual action. Violence is like the word question. Question also is a verb because you're asking someone. You're, 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 you're doing an action. You're asking someone. Violence, though, is an actual action of stabbing someone. If you ask them, can I stab you, that might be a mean-spirited question. It's an odd question. It's strange. It's frightening. But violent, no. I'm, I'm going to have to, to rule, and the judges rule, not violent. Okay, perfect. Um, there we go. XX chromosomes, not genes. Uh, I work with several trans-minded women, and guess who they try to work with? And this is after I said to all of them that their personal life isn't my business, so drop your opinions, and I'll drop mine. Um, let's see, but of course you can stab me, (laughs) but of course. Mark Cuban said companies embracing woke ideology is just good business. An interview with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the owner of the Mavericks, said since promoting what considered woke agendas, both companies have suffered massive losses. Uh, There's a reason almost all the top 10 market cap companies in the U.S. can be considered woke. It's good business, he said. Most CEOs have enough experience to know to just wait out the news cycle until the next one. Well, Bud Light's trying that, and how's Bud Light doing there, Mark Cuban? Hmm? Yeah, that's what I thought. How's Target doing there, Mark Cuban? You own stock in Target? Oh, I bet you don't. I bet you got out of that, didn't you? Do, do you know why Mark Cuban's saying this? It's because he has companies, and he believes that the woke will cancel him if he says... Yes, I agree with what's happening to these woke these woke ideas. Then they'll go after his companies, and the woke will take their side against him. And he wants to he doesn't want to fight them. He understands how slow this other side moves. He's not dumb. I mean, it's a stupid statement to say that these companies should still go woke. Haven't we proved? Haven't we proved as consumers that we're not a part of the woke ideals? Over $50 billion from two companies isn't enough to say you all need to stop? I don't want to ask, what more do you need? I know that Kohl's is suffering too. Kohl's sucks though. And once again, once again, you want to have your Pride Month? Great. Super duper. I, I, I'm all in favor of it. I, I, I really am. I think it's wonderful. But I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to go to your parades where you've got men spanking other men. And kids are singing. I, I don't think the kids should be there. And remember what Justin Bieber's daddy said. Um, if you're you're gay and you're happy, thanks straight people. Well, it's true, because otherwise you wouldn't have been born. So, oh, that's a hateful statement. How is that a hateful statement? 
How is that a hateful statement? If you're gay, thank hetero. If you're gay and happy, thank heterosexual people. How is that a mean statement? See, you wouldn't exist without heterosexuals. So before you take this war on of the heteros, remember your mama and your daddy? They had one crazy drunken night. I'm sure it was a mistake on your daddy's part. Forgot a condom, pulled out a little too late, and then poof, you were born. Because it didn't happen with a couple gals scissoring each other and a couple of guys doing fucking prison stuff. It didn't happen that way. Just saying. Garth Brooks is doubling down, people. Oh, I love it. Boy, I love that. I hope this guy hangs himself. I just hope he does. Not literally, kind of. Garth Brooks comes out and says, I love diversity. Yeehaw! Defend serving Bud Light at his new bar. He admits there's been quite a stir, though. The country music legend, as I roll my eyes, I hope you heard that, acknowledges plans to stock beer because quite a little bit of concern. He said he's all about inclusiveness. If that customer decides not to buy the beer, then he'll take action. Better not take Garth, 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 Garth. Hey, Garth Brooks, you used to be really good at marketing. Like you took your greatest hits album off the market and nobody can ever get it again. Genius move. I hate you for it because there were actually a couple good songs on there, even though I don't like you. Um, your Chris Gaines marketing, fail. Cheating on your fat, ugly wife, fail. Bad marketing ideas. Um, if you are true to say if customers decides not to buy the beer, then he'll take action. Garth Brooks can never take Bud Light out of his bar now. No, 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 no. You see, Garth, what you should have done is just quietly kept your mouth shut. If you want to put that beer in your bar, put it in your bar and let it let the consumers decide. See, because that's what we used to do. We let the we we used to let the consumers decide. And the consumers are deciding at ballparks, at concerts, all over the place that they're not choosing Bud Light. Now it's not the distributor's fault. It's not the delivery guy's fault. It's the CEO's fault. It's the marketing department's fault. Okay? And I understand you want to you put that beer in there to help your distributor. I, I, I think those are the innocent victims. I think those are the ones that should be suing Budweiser for being dum-dums. But I'll tell you this. When you find that sales of Bud Light are really, really down at your bar, which I don't think they'll be, and I'll tell you why. But let's say sales are way, way down. And you take that beer out of there, you are a homophobe. You are everything that right now you're fighting, trying not to be, and all you had to do is keep your mouth closed. 
That's all you had to do. Now, Ogre makes a little joke here. says, coming soon, Garth Brooks teams up with Taylor Swift. Tell you this right now. I know what Garth Brooks is doing. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're planning a trip to Nashville anytime soon, hey, have fun. It's a dump. That's all I'm going to say. I hate the city. I hate it. Douglas! Screw your freedom. Yeah! Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! Yep. Garth will have the only gay bar, country bar, call it Friends in Prison Places. Well, he will be selling Bud Light there, and he is marketing. This is why he got a marketing degree from Oklahoma State, and he's been known as quite the marketer with some things and other things not so much. He has made a super-duper friendly gay bar now in, in Nashville. That's what he did. I mean, it. gay people spend money. Gay people spend a lot of money. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, and I'm not making... I, I wouldn't see, be surprised to see a drag show at his bar. Maybe some fat guy dresses up like his wife, Trisha Yearwood. And then some fatter woman dresses up like Garth. I have an important question that needs rational, deliberate thought. Why haven't the media and the government gone after the Mexican drug cartels for not being more publicly diverse? You never hear about El Trans Hombre Grande, do you? (laughs) And while we're at it, why hasn't Joe Biden demanded the Taliban hire a diversity equal inclusion officer? (laughs) Haven't they heard it's the 21st century yet? I know, right? Isn't it horrible? Nashville is a dump, but you do stand a chance of getting blown in a Hooters bathroom. Yes, yes, a very good chance. That would be the Hendersonville Hooters. If you're looking for blow jobs in in, in Tennessee, go to the Hendersonville uh, uh, Hooters restaurant. Garth needs to change the song to I Have Friends in Gay Places. Well... Look, I, 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 I can't. Look, he's going to make a lot of money there. Everybody who thought, oh, man, Garth Brooks is going to sell Bud Light, nobody's going to go there. <laughs> Wrong. That will be the gay hotspot of Nashville. We'll see what country music does about it. I, I, I don't have a lot of hope because we don't have guys like Johnny Paycheck in country music anymore. We don't have guys like David Allen Coe in country music anymore. No, we're stuck with the Luke Bryants and the Kane Browns of the world. Oh, not to mention the shitbag jelly roll. But I digress. Now, our last story... <laughs> Now, 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 hear me out here. I think they did the wrong thing here. <laughs> this happened way back in 2011, so we, we, we need to hit the time machine. And I'm only laughing because, well, uh, this is absolutely hysterical, so... <laughs> The 
11 Swedish Women's World Cup soccer team. were forced to strip and show their genitalias to doctors to prove they were women before the 2011 games and were told not to shave down there. Now, 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 here's my question. Wouldn't it be better if they did shave down there? Then, you get, then, then it's just a quick pull it to the side, show the booger off, go, yep, all right, let's go play, eh? Yeah, we're going to go play in the wooden shoes. Yeah, we're Swedish. Yeah. The uh, the football player Nyla Fisher says, We were told that we should not shave down there in coming days, and we will show our genitalia for doctor. No one understands the thing about shaving, but we do as we're told and think, How did we get to this? We are forced to do this now. There has to be other ways to do this. Should we refuse? Well, it was during the Bush administration. Hey, now. Yeah, but, 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 but it wasn't. But Great joke, but no. Sorry, can't go that way. I can't imagine. All right, gals. Uh, team, let's all gather up here. Uh, real quick, I'm going to need to see all your vaginas. Doc here needs to check you out. None of you gals shaved, did you? Come on, I want to see some hairy muffs. Trash Panda says, how does one get that job? Just asking for a friend. I mean, this is the Swedish team. Okay, so I got a picture of the Swedish team here. A lot of them are going to have really, really blonde vagina hair, unless their eyebrows come into play. The goal ain't big dyke. Okay, one next to her. Okay, not, eh. nope, nope. Number 15, I think that's a dude. I thought I saw him in a Nazi war movie. 14, all right. Two on the other end, okay. Five, okay. Four. Probably dabbling at 17, definitely. 16 and 17. Oh, 6, 16, and 17. They definitely dip their feet in those fucking lady pools. Harry Muff, the situation smells fishy to me. I don't even know how you do that. Uh, girls, uh, I'm going to need you not to shave down there this week. Do you actually say down there? Like where? Cuba? Like. <laughs> Honey, can you not shave down there? Where? The basement? You know, down there. No, I don't know down there. One of them is Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> okay, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. Listener mail coming up next. Potato pie and I shut my mouth Gone, gone with the wind There ain't nobody looking back again Cotton on the roadside, cotton in the ditch We all picked the cotton but we never got rich 
Daddy was a veteran, a Southern Democrat. They ought to get a rich man to vote like that. Singing song, song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back again. Wall Street fell, but we were so poor that we couldn't tell. Cotton was short and the weeds were tall, but Mr. Roosevelt felt gonna save us all. Well, Mama got sick and Daddy got down. The county got the farm and they moved to town. Papa got a job with a TVA. He bought a washing machine and then a Chevrolet. Sing it, song, song of the South. Sweet potato pie, and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back again. Play it. Just scared. 
the Orange State Show, also known as Nick Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Welcome back to the big show. Hope you are doing well. I hope you are having a great day so far. If you missed the first hour and 24 minutes of the show, what the hell are you thinking? It's all right. It's all right. It's no big deal. No big deal, I promise. All you got to do is go to arnieradio.com. Click on the join now, $2.99 a month, and boom, you can go back later on today, like right after the show, click on Arnie Radio, hit the podcast, today's podcast, you can get the first hour, okay? All right, all right, there you go. Now, it it is hump day, and, and, and on hump days, we do listener mail, and listener mail each and every week is brought to us by our dear, dear friends at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. Let me tell you about the rest. My God. The rest, they like to come to your house. I just found this out, by the way. They like to come to your house for an estimate, as they like to say. And what they're actually doing is impregnating your pets. Yes, the old-fashioned way, mono e pedo. And they do this for one simple reason. So they then can then turn around and try to get abortions for your pets and fund a new bill they're working on called Roe versus Paddle. It's the pet abortion bill. And they're doing this all for the delight of the Shittistan princes. It's disgusting. And you know who doesn't do that? Do you know who doesn't do that? My friend Jesse at JS Force. No, no, no. He has no interest in, 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 in impregnating your pets. That's disgusting. And not very practical. He, 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 he also, he, also he, he, he doesn't care about the shit of Stan Princess. He cares about putting the best floors in known to mankind. And he will do that for you. So give him a call at 775-267-4123. Time for mail. Oh, what a beautiful Jesus. morning. People are sick. Welcome to mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Now, real quick, when this one doesn't count, Mary, I have not got your package yet. Uh, I got an email this morning saying it should be here either yesterday or today. I haven't checked the mail yet, uh, but I will check, Mary. Thank you. She's sending me a Roy Kent thing because I love Roy Kent. Straight Fire says, best hump day of all time. Woke up today thinking it was Taco Tuesday. Well, there you go. All right. Now, now our first letter, first couple letters. Second one's a very, very interesting letter, and I don't know if I've ever really talked about it, but we'll get to that in a second because somebody needs our help. Sorry, got to spit before I sing. So here we go. We got to help people out. Let's help them out the right way, shall we? It's time we empty our bulging inbox. Hopefully it's good and no ad for black cocks. Instead, I have answers for all of the fam. I should sell my knowledge for ten bucks a crap. And you should go write me. Go and write me right now before I go and do it. And you should go write me Go and write me right now 
I, I do love that one, but that that's not all you're getting today. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna reach into the old school. Christopher says, "Holy shit, Arnie! I told you it was gonna be a good one today, Christopher." Anybody got lighters out? If you're in a flammable area, don't. Use your phone. Do people even take lighters to concerts anymore? Or do they just take their phones? I know their phones are there so they can videotape everything and not be a part of the show. My favorite are the idiots with the tablets. I sit alone and hear the hate. We were such friends, you were my best mate. And everything I needed to know, you taught me on the radio. We worked and worked at all those bars. Listeners turned us into stars. We made them laugh, we made them cry. They made us feel like we could fly. So I don't know just what I did to make you do what you have done. But that's okay, because you know now I have my own damn show where you can go and ask me now before I go and fuck a cow. All we hear is radio blah blah, radio heh heh, radio ha ha. All we hear is radio blah blah, radio ha ha, radio what's new, radio. Came so round and thick. I don't know how she likes dick. But that's okay, you're like Greg and Dharma. Before too long, you will face that karma and get just what you deserve to. Maybe you'll tell the story that's true, and when you do, I won't throw, I'll just say that I told you so, ask Arnie. All we hear is radio blah blah, radio heh <laughs> radio scab scab. All we hear is radio hoo-ha, radio huh huh, radio snort snort. All we hear is Radio hiccup, radio blah blah, radio what's new, radio we all say fuck you. Ah.
Bam! That just happened. It doesn't get much better than that. That's the original gold right there. Personal favorite, bravo, Arnie. Thank you. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. No, no, this is not necessary. Thank you. Thank you. Man, oh, man, you guys are too nice. Sit down. Come on. Uh, poor Dum Dum. My favorite Ask Arnie song by far. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I picked a winner today. Uh, I usually do every day, but that's just me. Uh, our first email here is from Shelly. It says, Dear Arnie, <clears throat> I was wondering if I could get your advice and help on something. By the way, did all those songs with the dip in. Um, I, I'd like to see an artist uh, touring today do the same thing. Uh, I know that you have a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, I'm fully sleeved, leg tattoos, back, everywhere. Um, I've always wanted one. I always get this question. This is funny. Uh, and I think I'm ready to get one, but I just don't know what to get. Should I get one and then add on from there or pick something that matters to me? And do you recommend any artist? I recommend Nelson. Uh, oh, God dang it. Wait, hold on a second. Let me, let, let me find Nelson's. I, I know Whitey's info. Whitey's easy. Whitey, Whitey's an American graffiti if you're in Sacramento. I don't recommend any tattoo artist outside of Whitey in all of California. I, I, and, I, I, and I'm not kidding. In all of California, I do not recommend any other tattoo artist than Whitey Neal. Why? Because Whitey is the man. Uh, and then in Re if you're in Reno and you don't want to make that drive, go see my man Nelson. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get the right info. Because Nel Nelson's a great guy, and, and I like him a lot. I believe it's M uh, there it is, MJ20 Tattoo Company up there on North North McCarran. Nelson's a great guy. Great, great guy. Um, let's see. I want to see T Swift dip and sing. Yeah, V Coop <laughs> says get a Super Eight tattoo. Uh, you might want to be sure about your tattoo. LOL. Now, then this is an interesting question. Now, the first tattoo I ever got. This is a very. A lot of people go, well, I've waited so long. I want to get and and we know that that uh, you know, OG ass family member, Stackar. Who I don't know if he's here. I'm waking him up from his trance. Berm at Distinct Thinking Carson City was my go-to artist. Nerm, okay. Uh, I got a tattoo from Pinky, LOL. Um, uh, Stackhart just got a tattoo. It was his first tattoo. It's a beautiful tattoo. I don't know where, who he got it from. It's amazing. Great-looking tattoo. Now, if you're a person that wants to get a lot of tattoos then you don't have to necessarily, if you want to go full sleeve, you can go full sleeves. But my first tattoo, I got when I was 18 years old. See, people, uh, Stack Hardware, I was just bragging about how great your tattoo looks. Where did you get it? Do, do you mind saying where you got it? Because I think that artist did a great job. Somebody's asking for an artist. And if you can recommend them. Um, my first tattoo I got on my hip. Uh, and it's the Tasmanian Devil flipping you off. Now, I love the Tasmanian Devil, but everybody knows my favorite cartoon character is Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I say. Uh, Marco said Elysian Midtown. It's itchy. Oh, yeah, it'll be itchy for a couple weeks. There's thousands of people in San Francisco who are handy with a needle, just not tattoo needles. Sanchez family says tramp stamp. I do have one. 
I, I got it when they were still called lower back tattoos before the term tramp stamp ever came involved. Um, the tattoo really, I, I wanted a tattoo. That's all I want. I wanted a tattoo. Now, I had always wanted to tattoo my dad, who grew up during the Depression <clears throat> and during a different age. When, when sailors came back in the, after World War II with tattoos, they were looked down upon. People with tattoos were rarely, really frowned upon for a long, long time. My dad used to always tell me, don't ever get a tattoo. Don't ever get a tattoo. Don't ever get a tattoo. And I got a tattoo on my 18th birthday. And Tommy was there. Uh, my buddy Phil was there. And we got fucking hammered afterwards. And a guy by the name of Dave Loom, who's a, a, a very distinguished uh, artist. It's not like it was. See, back then it was great because you could find great, amazing artists that are in tattoo magazines and they'd be doing stuff. And you could just walk in and get one like four hours later. Now you got to put on a two-week waiting list. It's $800. It's, it, tattoo business is blown up. And I'm glad for tattoo artists. Um. But I don't necessarily, I, I don't buy into the fact that you have to get something so, so meaningful for your first tattoo. I don't believe in that. All my tattoos are very meaningful to me. Every single tattoo. If, if you were to ask me what my favorite tattoos are, uh, it, it's really easy. Um, and it's two tattoos that I got from my dad, and he hates them, but he hated them both because he hated tattoos. He hated the fact that I had tattoos. Um, one is my keyboards that, that, that stand on, uh, that, that Captain Hillbilly stands on on my right forearm. I have a, a, a keyboard there, and it, it has ten white keys and seven black keys. My dad's birthday is October 7th, so that's why I got it done. And the reason why I got it done instead of a family crest is because there was never any agreements to what my mother's family crest was until a couple years ago, a few years ago. We could never find my dad's family crest, and I'm not going to get my mom's without my dad's. So I said, you know what, Dad? Your family crest is a keyboard because everybody knows you are a piano player. So that's why I have on my right wrist. On my left wrist, I have a watch. And I'm proud to say that Whitey did both these tattoos. Um, I have a watch because I always wear watches. And uh, the time on the watch is always set at 10.07 and the second hand on 30 because that was my dad's birthday. So those are very, very meaningful tattoos to me. The... Eight point bucks that I hand drew myself that I have on the the front of my ankles. Those are fun tattoos. Those have meaning because I was hanging out a lot at the tattoo shop then. Shelly, do what you want. If you're if you know you're gonna get a lot of tattoos, and I kind of knew that I was gonna get a lot of tattoos. So that first one, you can make it meaningful. It's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to get a tattoo, just get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. In India, people have been getting tattooed for centuries. My grandma had uh, E.K. Omar on her hand back in the 20s. Now, I, I look, I, I love them. I, I need, I, I, I want to get one. I, I've got some empty space. I got a little bit of empty canvas, like great spots. Not really big, but they're going to be perfect to fill in because, like, one of my tattoos I have is a, gravestone to George Jones that we all got. All of the tattoo studio have that same one. And I've got enough room on my other arm for a gravestone for whenever Willie Nelson passes away. So that's what I'm saving that for. But Shelly, when it comes to tattoos, get what you like. Get what you like. 
don't let anybody, if anybody wants to talk you out of it, they don't have to get the tattoo. They don't. Nobody's telling them they got to get tattoos. Get what you want. Enjoy it. It's yours. A sign hanging at Wild Bill's for my first tattoo said it all. Tattoos are addictive, so plan accordingly if you get your first one. Yeah, it's true. I got a tattoo at Wild Bill's. I didn't care for him too much, but uh, he wasn't the one who gave me the tattoo, but I, I still didn't like him very much, and I never went back there after I met Whitey. Mine took two years of thinking. Mine is a symbol of protection and health. Also, Ohm symbol is for help with inner peace and calmness. See, there you go. You thought it out. My Tasmanian devil flipping you off means don't fuck with me. <laughs> Sakar's first tattoo was Sanskrit for thank you, come again. Just got a forearm tattoo a couple weeks ago. Oh, when I when when I realized I I, I got to tell you there was a happy moment in my life when I when I uh, realized that I was going to be in broadcast, I would I'd be in the radio for the rest of my career, because I had a long it for forever I did not do my forearms I did not go past my sleeves. <laughs> While Bill's tattoos depended on what drug he was on at the time back in the day allegedly, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Timmy and Nicole. Um, but when I realized I was going to be in radio and it wasn't a big deal that I had full sleeves, I said, fucking let's go. And I remember I got my forearms done, both sides, in and out. So I had full, it, what you would call full, kind of kind of full sleeves. And I said, man, my hands look just fucking empty. Let's do it. And I did the hands. And then I did my, 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 my I didn't look back. Didn't look back. Um, let's see. I have one of Bob Ross in a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader, so when it comes to meaning I don't have room to speak, that's awesome. My first one was for my brother after he died when he was 16. Had to wait till I was 18, and I have several since then. Um, all right. Now, let's go to our next one here. Now, this this next one here. Boy, this is, this is going to be a tough one here. All right. So, let's go. Scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Stackhart says, I almost fell asleep on the chair. Uh, Me, the pain was peaceful. My wife said I was a psycho. I fall asleep all the time. On my inner arms, I fell asleep. Uh, On my my chest, I didn't fall asleep because that was like they were setting me on fire. Calves, leg tattoos, knee tattoos. Yeah, I've fallen asleep in a bunch of them. Uh, This letter is from Carrie. It says, Dear Arnie, I wanted to ask you something really personal. I know that you've battled alcohol and drugs and survived a suicide attempt. I'm just wondering what was actually going through your head when you cut yourself. I'm so happy that you got the help that you needed and you are helping so many people by not being afraid to talk about this, no matter how tough it is. I really hope you know how inspiring you are to your fans. Keep it up, and I will always be a fan, Carrie. Well, Carrie, thank you. Um, let's see, my first was my name, so I had a name tag when I was drunk. I deep breathe and meditate and easily fall asleep. I'm worried about having hip jerks and messing messing things up uh i get in the comfy zone after 30 minutes and needle on me yeah it it, it 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 it's i look at it as kind of a form of therapy for me 
It really is. I, I enjoy, I, I don't know if I enjoy the pain or I just enjoy what's about to happen is that I'm getting artwork from a very, very talented artist in Whitey um, that I get to keep for the rest of my life that nobody else ever gets to have. That's the way I look at it. Now, back to this letter. You asked me a question. What was going on in my head when I did that? I may have been asked that when I was in the nut house, but nobody's really, really ever asked me that question. And I'm, I'm not afraid to share with you. Um, it's November day, and uh, I had just gotten an email from Satana because I did not pay her spouse support because I took my dad to the World Series instead. And uh, she said that she was going to report me to the courts, and I'd be in contempt of court, and they would arrest me. Now, she also sent that same text message to my quote-unquote partner and slash boss. And he texted me saying, if you don't handle this, you can find a new career. Now... We both knew that I was paying her way before I was supposed to be paying her. But to, to have that, you know, the, the rug pulled out from underneath me. If you want to ask me how, I, and, I, and I wasn't really on a lot of pills that day. I only had a couple pills in me, so it wasn't the pills that made me do it. The Cowboys had just beaten the, uh, the Panthers and the Longhorns won the night before. So I was in a pretty good mood. Until those things hit me. And those things hit me like a, 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 a ton of shit. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I am done. I'm sick of this. I, I, I'm tired. And back then, I wouldn't ask for help. Like, I needed help with this whole court payment thing and court settlement. And then I got the help after I, I did what I did to myself because I was, I was, first of all, too proud maybe to ask. But then when I started to go into that really dark place, I started to think about it saying, you know what, it would be so much easier for everybody if I wasn't here. I am such a pain in the ass. That's the way I felt about myself. I felt like such a loser. So I went and got the razors, and I came, and, and I remember my dad asked me. He said, um, "Did it hurt?" And I looked at him. I said, "No, it didn't hurt." He goes, "How did that not hurt?" My dad played piano, so anything around his hands, like cuts around his hands, it would give him the heebie-jeebies. He hated that. He hated like when a movie scene, if somebody cut somebody's hands, it would almost make him throw up. So he was thinking about that, and he was, he was trying to hold back, you know. He goes, didn't it hurt? And I said, no, Dad. And this was the moment of clarity I had inside the nut house when he asked me that, because that was the shitty part is my dad had to see me in the nut house. Um, I said, at that moment, I was finally in control of my life. I did not know how to get control of my life outside of trying to kill myself. Because I didn't have the tools. I, I didn't know that I was depressed. I didn't know that I was having these deep, terrible thoughts. I didn't know I was going through this shit. And then all of a sudden, all this shit storm hits me, and I was like, done. 
And yes, there was a portion of me that said, fuck her. She won't get anything then. And there was a part of me that said, fuck him. Fuck him for not having my back on this. And I did go to, you know, I was in the nut house for a week. And a lot of people have asked me, you know, was this a, was this a cry for help, Arnie? And every doctor at that nut house can tell you. And, and there were some actual good doctors at that nut house. The orderlies, they weren't that great because they let us watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer. Hand to God. We got to watch the Expendables in there. Um, but I told I, in the doc, I did not know how to gain control of my life until I asked for help. And this is something that I pa- I, I'm trying to pass on to younger people that I meet. There is nothing wrong with asking questions. You don't let your pride get in the way of asking questions. Just ask questions. If you don't know how to do something, there's nothing wrong with that. Ask and learn how to do it before you try to do it and fuck shit up. Ask a question. And if you need help, ask for help. Say, hey, I'm fucked up right now. I need help. Because I never want anybody to go to that level again. And, and when people ask me if this was a, a, a cry for help, no, it wasn't. I turned my phone off. I locked my dog outside of the room, my dog Thor. I locked him out of the room. I cut my wrists, and I laid in my bed and bled. I wanted to die. Simple as that. Now, the funny part of that story is this. So, uh, did he go see you at the nut house after that text and finding out what happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he came. He came. They all came. There was only one person. I, I and, and I wanted my dad to come, but I didn't want him to. And I remember I broke down when he walked in the room. I didn't break down when the other two walked in the room. Uh, OG, uh... Um, my ex tried to get alimony from me, worthless piece of cow manure. Um, but I, I, I wanted it to be over. And I'm so glad it wasn't. This is the best part of my life that I'm having right now. I've never been this happy. I've never been this content. I've never been this excited to see what's next, what's happening next. Now, granted, the world we live in, you don't want to say what's happening next, but I'd like to see what's next. I enjoy my life, and it it, it it took some it took some hard roads and, and hard battles to find that, but I found it. And yes, I lost uh, some big relationships along the way, but to me that means they weren't real. There's one person who never ever left my side, aside from my dad, when that happened. And that was Tommy. Tommy never, Tommy was upset with me. But he said, man, I'm here for you. If you need anything, I'm here for you. I've always remembered that. And I'll always love him for that. 
Um, let's see. Uh, oh my God! After hearing that, I want to drive to a thousand miles from California to California to beat the shit out of Scab. What a dickhole! Yeah. Uh, Arnie, how did you make it through that? Did somebody find you? I'm sorry. No, no. I. So this is what happened. So the, this is the funny part of the story. Straight fire. Is that thanks to my obesity, my blood kept coagulating. Now, this, this part isn't funny, so I had to keep going back in there and cutting in more. Even the paramedics said he'd never seen cuts that deep before. And I never got an artery. I, I think I nicked an artery. That's so weird to say because it went off like an oil, Derek. It just went, Psh! like the last time I was like, ooh, that's a good one. And I remember I laid down and I fell asleep. I passed out. And I remember waking up, and it was, I, I think it was the, uh, I know the Colts were playing because Peyton Manning was playing. It might have been the Bears on Sunday night football. But I remember I woke up, and I was so pissed off that I woke up. I was like, this is definitely not heaven because I'm watching a fucking Bears game right now. So I remember I woke up. Now, now, mind you, and I, I, I look, my, my, my room looks like a fucking CSI fucking scene from the old TV show. My bed is covered. Everything's covered. And I said, you know what? I need a dip. So I grabbed my Copenhagen, popped it, noticed that I'd stopped bleeding again. I was like, well, fuck it. Maybe I'll just die in my sleep. And I remember I put a dip in. Now, what I didn't realize is that without that blood in my body, that Copenhagen is going to hit my brain pretty quick. And I'm proud to say that I've never thrown up from chewing tobacco. Ever. Not even the first time when I was a kid. This was the closest I ever got. And I remember I took the dip out of my mouth because this is, this is so how fucked up my brain was. I had already bled all over the bed. The bed was fucking ruined. I said to myself, Self? I really don't want to throw up on the bed because that's gross. <laughs> Took the dip out, passed out. So, like I said, my phone was off. And I had to be at work the next day. The next day was a Monday. And I usually was the first person in the building every day. I was the first person there, and I was also the first person to leave. Um... But when I got that, when I didn't get there, people started calling, and they couldn't get to, they couldn't get a hold of me, couldn't get a hold of me. So they called in a welfare check, and I I don't know how many police officers usually show up for a welfare check, but when they found out it was for me. It was like, uh, honestly, I, I lived in Lincoln, California at the time. I think, like, at least half of the Lincoln Police Department showed up. And Scab was there. And I had a dog door. And I had a big dog door because I love French Mastiffs, and, and Thor was a big French Mastiff, so I had a big dog door. One of the police officers actually took his belt off and crawled through the dog door. And he let the other out because they were going to break down my front door. And I remember, you know, uh, I woke up to a bunch of police in my room, at least five or six flashlights flashing on me, asking if I was okay. I was like, am I alive? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, fuck. 
Like, uh, you, you need to come with us. So, you know, and, and I had a winding staircase, so they made me walk down the stairs. Now, walking down the stairs after losing that much blood, that was another event. And they got me on the gurney. Now, as I'm walking in my room, I go, hey, can I grab a can of Copenhagen? Because I had some right there. And the cops were like, no. Because I knew I was going to be in the fucking hospital for a while, and I knew I was going to need a dip. So uh, they said, no. I got on the gurney, and Scab was at the house. He looked at me, and I was, you know, I was just like, sorry, whatever. And off to the hospital I went. A Target security guard also showed up. Um, I remember, I, I remember, I was in the riding in the back of the the ambulance, and and uh, the paramedic at the time, I don't remember his name, and I'm sorry, but you know, there's a lot going on that day. Um, he goes, man, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I was like, well, thanks, appreciate that, buddy. Uh, he goes, hey, I heard they wouldn't let you take any snuff, and I said, yeah, can you believe that? And he goes, here, and he handed me a can of his Skull Straight. Now, I hated Skull Straight, but I didn't give a shit. I was like, man, thank you. Put it in my pocket, went to the ER, uh, <laughs> showed up. She's like, do you need anything? I was like, yeah, I need a can of Copenhagen. Go get it right now. And I don't think I can get it. I was like, get it! And then uh, to, to end the story, uh, I'm going to tell you when I thought I was okay. So the first day I'm in the nut house. Um, they have to clean my, you know, clean my wounds up. So they do all that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, I'm going to get my medication and this lady who's handing out the medication looks at me and she goes, the, the hand of God story, true story. I have not been in the nut house, but about eight hours. And she looks at me and she goes, when are you going to be back on the show? <laughs> When are you going to be back? Fuck your health. Fuck your mental well-being. When are you going to be back on the show? And I just looked at her and I said, I hope soon. And I've told stories about Nuthouse. Nuthouse was great. But the moment I knew I was going to be okay. And it freaked my doctor out. And it freaked out. I think Scab was in the room when he said this. I knew I was going to be okay when my dad got there. Because my dad looked, and, and he walked in the room, and he started crying, and I started crying, and I felt like such a piece of shit, and he hugged me, and he looked at me, and he sat down, and, you know, before he asked, you know, did it hurt, and all this kind of stuff, he was being, he looks at me, and he goes, hey, if I would have known you were going to do that, I would have given you some of my blood thinners to make it quicker. <laughs> and I started laughing like I've never laughed before. And the doctor was completely appalled because my dad did such an inappropriate, funny fucking joke in front of a doctor at the nut house about his son who just tried to cut his wrist and he wanted to make the blood thinner to make it faster. Oh my God, when my dad said that, I lost it. I started laughing and, and the doctor was just like, oh my God. And I thought, I'm going to be okay because I can laugh again. And that's why my dad means everything to me. If any of you want to know what Irish humor is, that is Irish humor. And I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it as long as I live when he said that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be okay. And that's when I started writing. 
And writing in a nut house is no fun because you have to write with a fucking graphite pencil that's made out of rubber. Dude, I had the forearms of a 13-year-old boy after writing in that place. So, Carrie, great question. Uh, sorry if I rambled a little bit about that, but uh, you asked me what was going through my head at the time, and that's a question I really never get asked that much. So, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Now we're going to lighten shit up. I promise. Hey, listen up. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I've been seeing all these posts all over Facebook from parents asking for jobs for their kids. It's so funny because we I was just talking about this. I, we, I was just, Braddy Kid has this razor, and it, it's funny because I feel the exact same way she does. We have this uh, this group, the Rockwallian, here in Rockwall. And people post all kinds of bullshit up there about, you know, where's the best place to get your nails done and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And we've been bombarded with this, too. Um, let's see, uh, asking jobs for their kids, whether it's an actual workplace or baby or pet sitting. Is this really the world that's out there right now? And what we And this is what we have to choose from, Brian? So I'm glad to see this is happening in other areas as well. Um, I would I would not hire one of these fucking kids if it, it, it if my life depended on it. That mommy and daddy have to put up a Facebook post to get you a job. Pump day. Pump. Oh, hold on, wrong one there. Oh my god. I moved on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo. Woo! Hey, me. Alicia says, hola, ass fam. Boarding our flight from Phoenix to Puerto Vallarta. Adios, bichachos. Hey, Alicia, on your flight, if there's an in-flight magazine... With a crossword puzzle, you can teach the pebble something from Mr. Arnie. Fill out the, the fill that out with dirty words. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. I promise. Uh, yes, dear. Um, I I have, I have two things because I forgot to tell you guys yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this is my birthday month, so you all should be sending me presents, not Arnie. Uh huh. Um, and then my second thing is. My other rager that really pisses me off more so than these fucking kids um, who don't know how to use the internet apparently, so mommy has to do it, is when you spend all that money on a fucking RV and you tow your stupid fucking Jeep behind it. Like, you can't, you can spend a million dollars on this RV, but you can't spend like a thousand dollars on a trailer to pull your fucking car. Okay, goodbye. All right, bye bye. I, I, I'm not, I, you know what? No. I'm going to let her have her ragers. You have your ragers, Braddy Kid. Good, 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 good. I agree with those, both. I will do that for my own entertainment. You got to take a picture of it. If you don't take a picture of it, it didn't happen. Got to take a picture of it. Not the dump, the magazine, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah. This new idea that mommy and daddy are out there fucking, this is my daughter, Alexandria Braden. She's a cheerleader, and she is she is available for pet sitting. What the fuck does cheerleading have to do with pet sitting? Can anybody tell me? My daughter is an honor student, and she has been around children. She's available for babysitting. 
How about this? Is she available to dig a big-ass hole in my yard? Because she's a cheerleader? Does she want to cut my grass? Oh, no, you're just available to pet sit because that's what cheer teaches you? God. You'll get one of the two, and there's no magazines in my row. (laughs) Don't do this. You parents that are doing this, all you do is cutting your kids' legs off. That's all you're doing. Oh, we'll get you a job. Stop it. Stop it. Let little Alexandria Braden get her own fucking job. I mean, she's a cheerleader after all. For Christ's sake. Ryan, thank you. Oh, I hate these posts. God almighty. This is my son, Alex. He's a he's an honor student, uh, and he's just uh, he's good with kids and good with pets. Is this the only job that's available for sixteen and seventeen year olds? Is babysitting and pet sitting? Is that it? Because I know that there are grocery stores, there are plenty of places that you could go and work if you apply. Jesus Christ! Sorry, that's a big rager I have. Edge Listen up, it's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? This is from Billy. It says, okay, I have a scenario for you, Arnie. If you had to bet everything you owned on if the Rangers would win the World Series this season, or will the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, or will the Longhorns win the national championship, in your own words, who you got? You can work at Chinese shoe factories at an earlier age. Arnie, did you feel a, a disturbance in Texas force because an Oklahoma just crossed the border? I wondered what that was. Now I know. It's okay. It's okay. We we, we like you, Arised. Arised, you're, you're, you're an OG. We, 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 we like you. Plus, you got a little Stockton in you. So we ain't going to fuck around with you. Um. If I had to bet everything I own on if the Rangers would win the World Series this season, they just dropped three. Fuck, they're fucking playing terrible right now. Cowboys will not win the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. That one I can go, I can just throw that one out there. That's the safest bet because that's the one that I can hold on to my stuff for the longest before it, it, it happens and they lose because they could always make it to the Super Bowl and lose. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and go out on a limb. If I had to bet everything, I'd bet on the Longhorns this year. I would. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the team they got. I, I like their coach. I, I, do, I, do I think it's a real thing? Do I, do, do I think I, mm, I hope. I know the Cowboys aren't going to win. And the Rangers have broken my hearts too many times, and I, I, I can't bet on the Rangers because I love them too much. But so I'll say it: I, I got the horns to win it all. I said it. Yeah. I said I said it. The horns win it all this year. Go to the playoffs, win it all. If I had to bet on everything right there, that's what I'd bet on. Now let's remember the show June fourteenth. If it does happen, um, 
Now, you didn't ask me what which one I'd like to see the most. We all know that I, I want to see a Rangers World Series. There could be – I could end a sobriety run on the Rangers winning the World Series. I And I'm not even halfway kidding about that. That will be the greatest sports moment of well, – still the second because World Series with Dad. But that would surpass Longhorns winning the national championship and me being there. Rangers winning the World Series, holy Lord. I, w- I, w- I would be ready. I would be ready for the sweet sleep of forever there. Anytime I bet on my sports teams, it's a guaranteed loss. Oh, I hate on betting on my own team. Can't do it. But he asked me, and I had to play the game. I ain't going to go, well, I don't bet on my own team, so I'm not going to play that. Because that's not fair. I wouldn't let you guys do that, so. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Thanks, Leisha. I hope you enjoy your federal holiday of Juneteenth in Mexico. That's right. Juneteenth is Juneteenth Monday. That's odd that Juneteenth is the day after Father's Day. I've got a story. <laughs> Since I went ahead and said that terrible line right there, and everybody's laughing about it. There was an awful story happened yesterday. A hundred people died. They drowned. Don't worry. It didn't happen. It didn't happen in America. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, At least a hundred people were killed in Nigeria. Uh, People were coming back from a wedding when a boat capsized. Now, this is the line that I want to use, and I'm going to use it. And if you hate me for it, I understand. Uh, But, um... Haven't those people learned enough about getting on boats? Look around here. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes, I know I'm going to hell for that. It's okay. All right, y'all. Got a bounce. About to take off. Here's a quick holler and a quick adios manana. Those people. Now we know why the body. <laughs> All right, next one here. Let's go. Let's keep this train rolling. We're only halfway through mail, people. Jesus. Hey, listen up. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? <laughs> no crocs in the water, at least. No. Hey, Arnie. I have to say that Christopher's doing a great job on the movie reviews, and I enjoy when you do your reviews as well. Thank you. I know that both of you saw and reviewed a movie I finally watched, Cocaine Bear. Man, my movie of 2023 so far. Well, I have to say that this is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen, but it was so entertaining. You guys should go national with your reviews because when you're right, you are right. Look at that. Look at that. Getting love for double movie reviews. Christopher, great job. And I'm sure that Christopher will have The Flash this weekend. Now, what I've heard is that Michael Keaton is in like two-thirds of that movie. I don't know if it's true or not. But, yeah, I I, I can almost guarantee you that we'll have a review this weekend. Hopefully that. I can almost guarantee. I don't pay him to do it. He just does it because he's the man. He gets invited to these star-studded fucking events, and he's like, hey, here you go, Arnie. I'm like, okay, cool. 
Douglas says cocaine bear was fucking awesome. This is the thing about cocaine bear. When you see the title cocaine bear, you know this is not going to be on the level of the godfather. You know this is not going to be like Citizen Kane. You know this is not going to be like Gone with the Wind. This is a bear that ingests cocaine and eats people. Okay? And it's fucking awesome, and it's such a wonderful movie to go to and turn your brain off. This is a. I like movies like this. This I liked Renfield uh, with Nicolas Cage because it was another stupid movie. I, I I think that movie makers have tried to get too real with their movies, you know. And then and then and then the thing that I really hate is when they try to smarten movies up. Now I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that like the movie Inception and Interstellar. But I'm here to tell you, I will never see another movie with the letter I starting it off again. Because those are two of the shittiest movies I've ever seen. I still don't know what the fuck Inception was about. Changing shit in dreams. And then Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. You're having Matthew McConaughey make a smart person movie? Once again, that would be like me being featured on Buddy by Jake. It ain't going to happen. Renfield was awesome because all the gore. Yes, it was. It, and, and, and that was that was a fun movie to go to because it was Nick Cage playing Dracula. I guess he's got a movie coming out in another month, I know, shocking, where he plays Satan. Nick Cage is Satan. I'll happily go see that. But, yes, if you want to piss me off, you start a conversation about Interstellar, which I still don't know what the fuck that's about. There's another one, that, 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 uh, that one with Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale where they were in the 70s, American Hustle. I don't know what that movie was about either. I was fucking lost. I mean, from the moment Bradley Cooper put curlers in his hair, I was done. I just watched Inception again so I could see Elliot Page as her true self. I'm glad you mentioned that because we have a letter about Elliot Page. Where, where is that letter here? Um, oh, I'll read it right here. Amazing how that can happen, huh? Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, have you noticed the media rolling out Elliot Page a lot recently from her, him, whatever, having sex with someone on film? to getting beat up and now sick on a movie set? Is this thing, there you go, coming out with a movie soon or something? That's from Brenda. By the way, she said this thing. I fell asleep in the theater during Inception. Terrible. Beautiful Mind and Mr. Glass, two movies I walked out of. What about Tanette? Good movie, no idea. Tanette was stupid. It was another one where I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Um... I have noticed this also, Brenda, this Elliot Page being rolled out. Elliot Page used to be Ellen Page, was in the movie Juno. And the first big story that came out was Juno was having sex with another girl in that movie the entire time. Well, okay, so what? You were you're, you're being a rug muncher at that time? Okay. Fantastic, good for you. There are a lot of actors and actresses that have sex on stage or, or have sex you know, while filming a movie. 
Uh, somebody named Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They broke up a, a family. The 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 Brad Pitt Jennifer Aniston connection. Yeah, that was broken up because Brad Pitt was filming a movie with with her and they were having sex. So I don't know why it's a big deal for Elliot Page. Then there's a story that Elliot Page was attacked and got beat up. But no media seemed to run with it because it had the it had the the uh, the scents, the reminders, the smells of uh, a certain uh, Jesse Smollett. I even saw a meme that showed the people that assaulted Elliot Page, and it was the two Nigerian brothers. That was funny. I uh, started watching George and Tammy. It's really good. Thanks for the recommendation. You're welcome. Um, and now she, the Elliot Page thing is coming out talking about how that when they were filming the movie Inception, they, they were so sick they got shingles. Okay. I, I whatever. I, I, I don't know what to tell you on that. That, that just doesn't make – I don't care. You're not brave for making a movie and, and fighting a sickness. You're not. I mean, it's you're making a movie. You're going to be paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, for your role in the movie. Um, and you get to say words that are written by another person, all while pretending to be somebody else. Wow. Man, oh, man. What, a, what strength you show. What strength you show to come into work to get your million-dollar paycheck. For, for like six weeks of work. Fantastic. Elliot Page, you are a true superhero. Of course, Elliot Page got attacked. The trans movement needs a right-wing extremist Smollett boogeyman. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and that's all it is. I don't know if Elliot Page has something new coming out, nor do I care. First and foremost, I didn't think that, that as Ellen Page, she was that great of an actress. I saw the movie Juno, and it starred Michael Sarah. And Michael Sarah, he likes to talk like this. Hi, I'm Michael Sarah. I'm really cool. Hey, Juno, do you want to fool around? Okay, I'm Michael Sarah. That's what he should just go around saying all the time. I'm Michael Sarah. Not a big fan. I read Elliot got shingles from the stress of working with cis men. Why did you even read that? Really? You got shingles because you had to work with real men? Oh, my God. Do, do you get shingles from going out into society with real men? Elliot wrote a book recently. I think that's the current hype. Ah. Aha. Aha. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Rise. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That makes sense now. For me, the worst movie I ever saw was Gummo. It's about white trash trailer poor people. I felt like I lost IQ points for watching it. It was so bad after I never said it again, and it was part of white Asian. I was just Asian after that. Wow, Arnie had Michael Sarah in the studio. Yeah, hi, it's me, Michael Sarah. Uh, some independent movie called Close to You. Maybe it was in the book. She wrote and produced the movie. I'm Michael Sarah. I was in a movie one time with Jonah Hill. It was cool. It was called Super Bad. I got to touch a girl's boob. Can't stand. I, I cannot stand Michael Sarah. I think he's a terrible actor. He's not as bad as Jonah Hill, but he is terrible. All right, last letter. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. 
Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, dear Arnie, this is from Greg. Thank you for keep wrestling talk going each every week. I have to say that I listened to you since, well, before you were in Sacramento. Oof. The old Reno days. I've always loved your knowledge on sports and your undying fanhood for your teams. Oh, it's painful. But you can really tell the passion you have for pro wrestling, uh, and I think it's awesome. I was just wondering what your thoughts are for Saturday night's new AEW show. I'm pretty excited for it, but that's because I'm a big CM Punk fan. By the way, whose side are you on when it comes down to CM Punk versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Keep up the great show. You know I will be listening, Greg. Um, Michael Sarah sounds like a castrated Kermit. He really does. Hi-o. Hi, Michael Sarah. Hi-o. This is Kermit the Frog. My Kermit needs work. Um, the Saturday Night AEW show. First of all, I- I'm very excited. I'm, I'm honestly, I- this is, I- and it's AEW that I'm excited for, but-, but it's not AEW. This is what I'm excited for. I grew up watching Saturday Night Wrestling. Saturdays used to be wrestling days, and I've told you all the schedule. I would watch around seven to eight hours of wrestling every Saturday. And it always ended with World Class Championship Wrestling at 1030 at night on Channel 11 here in Dallas where I could watch the Von Erichs kick the shit out of the Freebirds. But there was one time, my favorite time in particular was on the Superstation on WTBS starting at 4.05. When the NWA and World Championship Wrestling came on. I was introduced to Dusty Rhodes, the Rock and Roll Express, Magnum TA, even though I think Magnum TA is totally overrated. Um, Nikolai Volkov, the Road Warriors were there, Ricky Steamboat, you can name them all. I loved TBS Saturday Night Wrestling. And... I gotta say, I, I gotta say, I'm very excited for Saturday Night Wrestling again. I think it's an awesome night for wrestling. By the way, last night's uh, Dark Side of the Ring was about the Gilbert family in, in Florida. Very, very interesting one to watch. Very, very cool one to watch. Sad, very sad, but really cool to watch. Um, you asked me when it comes down to CM Punk versus the Young Brooks and Kenny Omega. If you are not a wrestling fan, you don't know they had a fight in the locker room about. Eight months ago. Fred says, fuck the Bucks, anybody but those chinless, talentless scrubs. Um, Fred, I don't get to do this much for you, but you are... Correct the mundo! The, the ongoing thing is that they had a dust up and back because CM Punk wasn't happy with his bookings and the executive vice uh, producers, who those guys have all the charge, were the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and that was real. And they were booking him in matches he didn't think that were good. So they got into a fight in the locker room. Now, I don't know why CM Punk has been gone for so long and the Young Bucks were let come back. Because fights in locker rooms at wrestling has happened since wrestling has been around. Let's not forget that one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, probably my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite wrestler, Bruiser Brody was murdered in a locker room in Puerto Rico. So fights have been happening in locker rooms for all time. The Young Bucks are the two biggest worthless pieces of shit in pro wrestling I've ever seen. 
And it all stems from the reality show that AEW had come on because they were sitting there going, well, we've been away so long, I don't know if people are going to like us or boo us. Oh. All you got to be worried about is if they're silent. Because if they like you, they'll cheer. If they hate you, they'll boo. And if they boo, that means they care. If they're silent, that means they don't care. So for you to run around and go, oh, I don't know if they're going to like us. I don't know about this. And by the way, I'm going to say something that, that, that today's wrestling fans are not going to like, but since I'm an OG wrestling fan, I can say this. I, I spilt blood at the Sportatorium. I probably skinned my knee there a few times. I peed in the Sportatorium troughs. When it comes to wrestling knowledge, I am far superior than any of today's new wrestling fans. And I don't give a shit about New Japan wrestling. I don't care about impact. I don't care about anything. I talk about the history of wrestling, and I will tell you this right now. The Young Bucks are the most overrated tag team I've ever seen in my entire life that have zero talent. And Kenny Omega is overrated. (laughs) Overrated. Sorry, I had to go on that rant. And I'm not a CM Punk. I don't think CM Punk's that good, personally. I'm not a CM Punk guy. But he wants to do business. And I, 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 it, it's funny how the world works. I'm watching videos this morning, and it was uh, Dusty Rhodes' The American Dream Daddy. His Hall of Fame induction, where his son Cody, who at the time was not really a big deal in wrestling, he said it best. He said, the one thing that my father didn't, given still into us is that there is not one of us here not a hall of famer not a current roster member anybody who's bigger than wrestling the young bucks and kenny omega think they're bigger than wrestling cm punk thinks that he's really important wrestling but he's really not it's all for business it is all for business if you want to sell out wembley stadium the match you have is CM Punk against Kenny Omega. There you go. But Kenny Omega won't agree to it because he's afraid of CM Punk. You're afraid of money? Okay, then have CM Punk team with FTR like you're going to do on Saturday night and face the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Once again, I've sold out Wembley Stadium. Tony Khan, I'm available to hire anytime you want. I can fix your product real easy. I cut about half the roster, including 90% of the women, because your women, look, look and, and the one tran that you have, gone. See ya. Adios. It'll be Britt Baker versus Soraya pretty much every week. Get used to it. And when Trish, when Trish Stratus' contract runs out with WWE, we hire her. Nobody wants to see these ugly chick wrestlers. Look here. Look. Uh, I, look uh, I'm just going to tell you this right now. Wrestling has evolved. There are a lot more women in wrestling now, and, and I'm a chauvinist pig. I'm okay with that. You can name call me all you want. I'm fine with it. Um, if you're going to be a chick wrestler, I'm just going to tell you this right now. You better be hot. I mean, that fat chick do drop for the WWE. I'm waiting for them to drop her dewy ass. The, the, the little short gal, the little crazy gal that runs in the ring and gets all excited. I don't know, Mickey, Mickey, whatever her name, fire her. She's ugly. 
Keep the hot chick with Otis. Sonya Deville's okay. She's kind of hot and trashy for a lesbian. Her tag team partner, get rid of her. Alexa Bliss, she's pregnant, so you got to keep her on the shelf. Ronda Rousey and and the and 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 Shayna Bosler or whatever fucking tag, you're fired immediately. Gone. Jamie Hayter is hot. I'll have to look at that. But yeah, no. Uh, Ronda Rousey fired. Ugh, oh, Rama. Oscar, bye bye. Charlotte Flair is going to be barely holding on, and she holds on because her last name's Flair. You give me Trish Stratus in cream corn wrestling against Britt Baker. I, I that, that match alone, that could be the main event at Wembley Stadium. I'm just telling you. My God, Arnie, you're such a chauvinist. Yes, oink, oink, I am. That does it for listener mail. 775-357-FANS is the number. Arnie Radio 1, if you want to write to me, please feel free to write to me. Tell me how much of a pig I am when it comes to that. Uh, and I will read it live here on the air next week. You don't own me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. I'd never say I don't tell you what to say I don't tell you what to do So just let me be myself That's all I ask of you I'm young and I love to be young I'm free and I love to be free
dive right in and follow my lead. Well, I found a girl, beautiful and sweet. Well, I never knew you were the someone waiting for me. Cause we were just kids when we fell in love, not knowing what it When you said you looked at me 
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Ah, let's see. Uh, Slooch, or no, Trash Panda says, Arnie, what's worse than a male chauvinist pig? I don't know what. Are you asking me? Is that a joke or are you asking me? Like, I, I, I don't know how you're setting that up. So I'll ask you what. Uh, Swoosh says the problem with AEW is the books book tag teams. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Here's another reason why I hate the Young Bucks. I don't believe for one second that executives at Warner Media would not allow the Briscoe brothers on AEW television because of remarks made nine years ago on Twitter. I think that was all a bunch of bullshit because the Young Bucks knew that they weren't anywhere near the level of tag team that the Briscoe brothers were. The sec- one, of, one, one of the top four tag teams in the history of wrestling. You got Steiners, you got Road Warriors, you got the Dudleys, and you got the Briscoes. The end. Now, greatest faction of all time, that's easy. That's the Four Horsemen. No one will ever touch that faction ever. Ah, look at that. Buenos dias, Adam. A woman that won't do what she's told. Okay. <laughs> and I believe in my heart of hearts it was the Young Bucks that cut the, cut, kept the Briscoes off of television for so long. And now Mark Briscoe gets thrown a bone. The way they're booking him is stupid. Absolutely. It's criminal. Uh, Kenny books the women. Whatever. I, I Just stop it. Khan books the uh, show order in singles and has override authority once Cody left booking blows. Yeah. I, I don't understand. They have a feud for like two weeks. Like tonight, the main event is going to be MJF against Adam Cole. Why not build that up for Wembley Stadium? Why not have MJF fucking do something horrible to Dr. Britt Baker, who Adam Cole is engaged to? Why not let this let this play out like they're doing with Cody in the WWE, like they've done with the Bloodline in WWE? It's been fantastic. But now it's time to move on from the Bloodline because we're tired of it. I'm tired of watching Cody get the shit beat out of him by everybody. Uh, all right, enough wrestling talk. Con books the Coke lines. That guy's terrible. San Francisco. Earlier this week, we devised on this show that San Francisco is America's worst city. It's America's most third world like city. Well, you know the Westfield Mall? You know the big mall that they have down there at Union Square? Well, they have stopped paying the mortgage payment. They got a $550 million loan from the city, and they said, we're not going to pay anymore. Now, two hotels are doing the exact same thing in San Francisco, all blaming crime for falling sales and Nordstrom closures. Fallujah has a sign that says, at least we're not San Francisco. See, this is the one bad part about not living there is I'd happily drive down to San Francisco, equip myself with all kinds of fucking padding, and I'd love to go into those. I'd love to go in that mall and just start stealing. Ain't nobody gonna stop me. I imagine they got some cool shit in there. I imagine that there's probably a Rolex store in there. Guess what store I'm hitting? 
Westfield is handing the ball back to its lender, which will appoint a, a, a receiver. I don't know if that means the mall's going to close down there, but do you not see what you've done? Do, do, are you that hard of seeing that the, the, the idea that you're trying to be nice to these fucking homeless people? And, and by the way, you can be nice to them, but they don't belong in the middle of one of the biggest cities in America. The governor comes out and says, well, you know, it was because of Republicans back in 2005. They were running things, and we couldn't do anything. You know what? That's 18 years ago. You better, you better, you better start a new tune. You couldn't have fixed the problem in 18 years, and you want to be president? I mean, that should tell you everything, because we did that story yesterday about Gavin Newsom coming out, talking about the homeless crisis in California, and how under his watch it's grown 15%, but he blamed it on 2005, the Republicans running the state of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You, you know this guy. Screw your freedom. That was a, a governor in America. I believe that was his campaign slogan. Um, you can't fix something in 13 years as a governor? In one state? And now you want to be in charge in 50 of those states? And you want to fix the problems in all 50 of those states, and including Puerto Rico? I don't think you're a man for the job, pal. I'm sorry. In 2005, Gavin was the mayor of San Francisco. Yes, and that's when uh, it was around that time. I believe he was elected in 2003, or he took over in 2003. He was elected in 2002. He is the man who, who passed the law, the ordinance in San Francisco that allows, and I know I go to this all the time, but it's, it, it, it's too good not to go to all the time. He's the one who allowed homeless people to defecate and urinate on the streets of San Francisco without any sort of tickets, without any sort of discipline. He said it's okay. He is also the mayor that was in charge of hiring a task force to clean up downtown San Francisco. And these hazmat people that have to clean up the the needles and the feces, that's right, I said it. I have not said that word in a long time. Feces! 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 He hired people to work for the city of San Francisco and paid them $280,000 a year to do that job. Now, granted, that's worth every penny, but to be a city employee and to get paid $280,000... That's pretty fucking good. Not, not, I mean, good for those people to get that job, but you got to clean up shit and syringes. And by the way, I wouldn't. Because nobody's going to fire me. I'll just say, oh, I didn't see that bloat of shit there. Whoops, the daisy, I didn't see that stack of needles. They just put them back there. Because once you clean it up, they're just going to put it there again. Because you're allowing it, you're enabling it. Cities like San Diego that we talked about today. You're enabling this by handing out free stuff to homeless people. Why would you work? I mean, I, honestly, 
I mean, I, I know the answer is that some of us have, actually have integrity and a spine and a backbone and a will to look ourselves in the mirror. I understand all that, but when you don't, when you don't have any of those things, why would you work? State of California is going to let you piss and shit on the street, shoot up, provide you with clean needles, clean crack pipes, wipes. I'm surprised. Honestly, I have to say, I'm surprised that the state of California is not handing out drugs. It's a really shitty job. Thank you. If you visit San Francisco, you'll see the big white feces removal trucks driving around. That's fucking terrible. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to go on vacation there and see that. Fucking terrible. Now, somebody who I would vote for, and I'm being truthful here, I would vote for this guy. As long as he admits that he's wearing a wig. As long as he admits he's wearing a wig. Because this guy, this guy has proved his salt. This guy has been in the same job for 41 years, constantly. No scandals. No real scandals involving him. This guy proves that he knows how to do a job and, and, and stick to it in this. And ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about the one and only... The great Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak has announced that he is retiring from the Wheel of Fortune. After next season, which will be season number 41. Pat Sajak proved that he he is responsible with a a high-powered machine, which is the Wheel of Fortune. He did not steer it awry ever. No scandals of him banging Vanna. And we all we all know that Vanna and he have had a tryst or two. Vanna came on the show a year after Pat, so Vanna's going to be celebrating 40 years. Still looks good. But Pat Sajak, after 41 years, and, and man, goddamn, this makes me feel so old. I remember watching Wheel of Fortune before Pat Sajak. When the host was the one and only Chuck Woolery. Oh, that's right. He'll be back in two and two, friends. Uh, Amen. It's disgusting what you uh, go like downtown Sacramento and you go watch out for people's shit. And then me, when I open up a fire department connection, I find needles down inside. There's just disgusting. My dad had the right idea about homeless. Give them a flea bath, a dog collar, spay or neuter them, then let them go. That Vanna White is still hot. I'm already guessing the final puzzle. I will say, I quit, bitches. Was the TV in color? Yes. One of them was. Not my room TV. That was black and white, dick. And see, I, I don't I, I do not care for today's Wheel of Fortune. Holy shit. Pat Sajak's daughter is kind of fucking she's she might take over for Vanna. Hello there. Why not pay, take over for Pat? Because well, she's a hot girl and she should be turning letters. That's why. I'm a male chauvinist pig once again. Um, oh, I remember the Vanna White nudes when she had hairy armpits. Oh, that was terrible. But my favorite part, I'd look, look, and I know I've talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it again because we don't talk about Wheel of Fortune enough on this show. I have two great Wheel of Fortune stories. Uh, rabbit ears on the TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, on, on one of them one. Last puzzle be fucking with. <laughs> uh, 
Funk, fuck Wink Markendale. <laughs> Just me, or did the owner from Ted Lasso not look like a manly or Vanna White? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I can see that. So my, my favorite two things about Wheel of Fortune. Number one was the old way they used to do the game. You spin the wheel, you win money, and then you had to spend money on prizes. And if you won a lot of money, you got to go on a cool trip, maybe to Japan, maybe to Paraguay, I don't know, wherever the trips were. They had wonderful appliances. Maybe sometimes you'd even get to buy a car if you had enough money. But the best part was, if you had like $180 left to spend and you had to spend it, you couldn't put it on a gift card because they'd give you a gift card back then. They always had a ceramic animal of sorts, whether it be a, a, a ceramic puma, a, a ceramic donkey, and it would always cost about $170. And I always thought to myself, who in the fucking in their right mind is going to spend $170 on a ceramic puma? And they'd always make them buy it. Oh, that was the funniest shit. It rises at Bucky's. Vanna was a terrible as host. I didn't watch any of those. I, I, I haven't watched it in a long time. I hope Pat has the balls for the final buzzy. <laughs> My favorite thing about Wheel of Fortune, though, is, and, and I, I don't care. I tell it all the time. Um, my grandma loved Wheel of Fortune. She loved it. Why a ceramic puma? White trash and ghetto folks need decorations, too. My grandmother loved Wheel of Fortune. She watched it every night at 6.30 after the news. Now, what Grandma didn't realize is <laughs> that so on Fridays at about 2.30, little Arnie would be getting home from school. Now, on Fridays, my dad would go and play piano on Friday and Saturday night, so I'd spend the weekend with Grandma. And uh, I would come home from school, and the first thing I'd always do is turn on Wheel of Fortune because they didn't play different episodes then. The episode that played at like 2.30 or 3 also played at 6.30. So I would watch. And uh, my dad would take me to Grandma's house. We'd get over there about 3.30 or 4. We'd go to McDonald's, get some food, do some stuff, and then we'd have to be home for the news at, at 6. 6.30, Wheel of Fortune came on. And that was that was... Wheel of Fortune and, and Lawrence Welk, those were two shows that she had to watch. Hee Haw, I got to watch, and Dukes of Hazard, I got to watch. But those two shows she had to watch, Lawrence Welk and Wheel of Fortune. And uh, I'll never, I would watch the Wheel of Fortune, and I would memorize all the, the winning titles or, or puzzles. And my grandma would start watching it. And after about three letters, I would solve the puzzle. Good golly, Miss Molly. Something like that. You know, something crazy. You know, to be or not to be. Sometimes it'd be even harder. You know, uh, the French connection. And I would solve those in like two or three letters, and my grandmother would be fucking just so excited. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And every Sunday when my dad would come pick me up in the morning, 
She'd be like, Jesus Christ, Jerry, you need to get this kid on TV. Do you know he gets all the puzzles in two letters on Wheel of Fortune? And my dad started to have a little hairy eyeball about that. So, like, after about the third week of her saying, God damn it, Jerry, have you gotten him on Wheel of Fortune yet? And everybody in my family says the phrase, God damn it, like her. It's just a cadence that we all have. God damn it. Um, but after about the third week, my dad's driving home. He goes, I know what you're doing. And I'm like, what? I didn't know. He goes, do you watch Wheel of Fortune and then go to Grandma's house and solve the puzzles? And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> and he just started laughing. He goes, keep it up. I did that for years. She never, ever got it. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Fred says, I need a Bucky's hat. Rise says, Ghost did something new in here every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bucky's is good. But, yes, Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak retiring after 41 years. No matter whoever takes over, they're going to suck. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're going to suck. You're, you're just going to be terrible. He's going to stay on with this show and be a consultant. I don't know what being a consultant at Wheel of Fortune means. Before and after. Oh, I've got some great before and afters for you. Okay, what you want to do here? See, consultants tell you how to do things better. Maybe you want to turn the letters a little slower. Never understood that. Oh, all right. Story about a flight attendant here. Hold on. Where did this happen? Did this happen? No. Oh, I see where this happened. Oh, this happened. I knew it happened someplace. Um, a flight attendant for Argentina's. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise. Don't, Don't keep your distance. Wheel of Fortune hosted by Elliot Page and letters turned by Dylan Mulvaney. Book it. Uh, Zach just texted me, who do I want? Somebody has already thrown their name in for the job, and it will be the death of Wheel of Fortune. Whoopi Goldberg wants to be the host. I'm telling you, they better put her time, they better put her comic book that she wants to draw up there. Super Nagger. They're going to get nuclear safety trans dude. Beyond pride is right before they <laughs> stole everything. Busey would tell people, you pu- you solve puzzles like a fag. Let Donald Trump be the new wheel host. Um, a flight attendant named Daniela Carbone. She's 47 years old. She's a flight attendant for Airlinos Argentinas. And she was arrested at the Ezezia. International Airport in Buenos Aires. Now, now she's not very slick. She decided that, well, I'm not going to use my cell phone to do this. I'm going to use my daughter's cell phone to do this. They'll never find out. She also used a voice distortion software on it. She called the airlines and said, tell the captain that we have planted three bombs in Miami. Stop fucking with politics and check the plane because they are going to fly into a thousand pieces. Well, of course they canceled the flight. Of 
course, they checked it out. They found out it was all bullshit. It was all wrong. They traced the phone back to her daughter, and they asked her, why did you do this? And the simple reason is love. She was mad and wanted to prevent her ex-boyfriend and his new lover, also both crew members, from being able to fly to Miami. That's right. That's right. She did not want them taking a trip to the promised land of Miami. Disappeared like Banksy from ocean to ocean, sea to sea. I'm something that you gotta see. Tell me where you're at. I practice what I preach, but I ain't gonna last. I got love for the streets, 305 till I die. 305 till I die, baby. Maybe they were going to see Pitbull. I don't know. Maybe she wanted to go see Pitbull, too. But she didn't want them flying to Miami together, so let's call in a bomb threat. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, shit mixer cut out. What was the reason? Uh, she she didn't want her boyfriend and his new lover to fly to Miami. That's why she called in the bomb threat. Man, oh man, boy, that is a scorn woman right there. All 270 passengers were evacuated from the flight. Two iPhones have been seized at her home. Investigators discovered searches on the device of how to investigate audio. Yeah, she's she going to end up in a Buenos Aires prison here very soon. Congratulations to you. And by the way, those two are fucking like a couple of wild Indians right now thinking about you. And I'm talking about wild Indians being feathers, not dots. Casinos, not 7-Elevens. Instead of, yeah, 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 yeah. No one gets to see Pitbull, not even his mother. Well, at least it was Mr. 305 and not Adele. God damn it. Jesus. Come on. Hello. It's me. We know. We know. I was wondering if after all these years. No, I don't don't, don't want to meet you. Thank you. But thank you for showing up. Um, All right. Somebody is taking it to the extreme, and I mean the extreme. A man who wanted to teach his family a lesson about staying in touch. Now, first of all, this has got to be, okay, he's in Belgium. All right, because this ain't going to be anybody. Look here. This is something I can promise you I would never, ever do in a million years to try to get my family to stay in touch. And I'm talking about my blood family, not my ass family. Ass family, I would do 100 times worse than this. But, but, but blood family, no. David Bearton told his wife and children about an elaborate plan he had, and he needed them to help pull it off by going along with it on social media. And for some reason, his weird-ass fucking family did this, or his wife and kids. 
One of his daughters helped trick his followers into what many online have slapped as a cruel joke writing on social media. Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather, and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. So he had his daughter go on social media and say that he had died. Well, that wasn't quite enough for this narcissistic fuck. Because they actually staged a funeral. Where mourners gathered. People showed up to mourn this man's death and say, oh my God, what a loss, what a loss, what a loss. When the man then showed up in a helicopter. Pretty much a surprise. He said he did this to see how his wider family would react after he claimed they had fallen out of contact with him. What I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. It could be because you're a psychopath that would fucking fake your own goddamn death because you're so narcissistic. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson. How about I just kill you and save everybody the time for the next time? Did he show up in the helicopter Kobe style? No, not quite. Jesus. Oh, I tell you this right now. If I show up to your funeral and I'm sad that I'm at your funeral and all of a sudden you pop out of a fucking helicopter or a cake, first of all, that better be good cake that you're popping out of and edible. And secondly, you, I, I am going to jerk a knot in the back of your head. I'm going to whoop your ass. You don't fuck with people that way. That, that, that's just bullshit. Uh, this ain't no damn... Culture fucking, no, no, you don't do this anywhere. What a dick. I wonder why you don't get invited to anything. You're a dick. Everything revolves around you. I don't get invited. Yeah, because you're an asshole and nobody likes you. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Holy Jesus. Oh, we have video. Oh, boy. This could be a very disturbing video that I'm about to show you. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the last story of the day. The moment an exotic dancer in Brazil smashes her ass into a guy's face and it dislocated his arm. Now, I I don't know. Hold on a second here. Here we go. We're going to play it here. Come on now. Warning. Oh, she lay. Oh, man. She popped his elbow clean out of place. Good Lord. Good God, stop the dance. That gal has legs like Earl Campbell. Dear Jesus, I can see why it smashed him out of place. I mean, she hooks him down. She's like, what out? Boom, ass in the face. He goes back and pops his arm out of place. Yikes. Oof. 
Oh, she's ugly, too. God damn, you scroll down a little bit further, you can see how ugly that bitch is. Oh, boy, oh, boy, she could wrestle in the WWE. Not my WWE. The 27-year-old mother of one who has 66,000 Instagram followers says, I've always performed with these characteristics and never hurt anyone. He had a dislocated elbow. The man himself appeared in the video. Uh, He said, I already had a bad arm due to an issue I had with a guy earlier, but thank God I just got located. Oh, yeah, you see this guy. Oh, fucking A. See, this white, look. Holy fuck balls, that dude looks like a broken action figure. You go down a little bit more, he looks like a terrible Filipino drug dealer, even though he's in Brazil. And then she sported even more. Oof. Man, it, you know, maybe neck down, neck down, maybe do a little toning up, boy, with that head. They live in Brazil. Can't they put, like, like chicken blood on her face and make it, like, better? Woof, that bitch is ugly. Now I can see why she dances with her ass. Her face ain't going to be making her no money. Good God. Need Jim Ross there. Good God, he's broken. Stop this for the love of God, Jesus. Uh, there you go. That's gonna do it for us today. Yeah, we'll end a little early. We, we, we can do that. Um, thank you to everybody that was here today. Appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Um. Tomorrow, we got Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Tomorrow, we also have the beginning of the United States Golf Open. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a fight that happened with a very strange, weird fight between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and John Gotti III. Got to talk about that as well. Um, Plus, whatever else happens today in the world, who knows what's going on. I mean, seriously. The world is such a crazy place. Please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, ass family, have a wonderful, have a joyous, have a great. I'm just killing time here. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Adios, everybody. Uh- Love is unconditional We knew it from the start I see it in your eyes You can feel it from my heart From here on after Let's stay the way we are right now And share all the love and laughter That a lifetime will allow Cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. In all the world, you'll never find a love as true as mine. Cool.
my life complete And as long as there's a breath in me I'll make yours just as sweet As we look into the future It's as far as we can see So let's make each tomorrow Be the best that it can be my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true in all the world you'll never find a love as true as mine and if It starts to storm You've got the promise of my love To keep you is outside waiting to arrest him.